Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Well, 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 what's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? High noon on a Tuesday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory for the next 120 minutes here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Back in the saddle with Arthur Motes today, baby. Rock and rolling on a Tuesday. Now, between the two of us, you normally know the drill, right? Uh, We have a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair but today, we also have uh, two pristine jerseys. Uh-oh. One of us wearing a, uh, a local team jersey. One of us wearing the jersey of a college buddy. Both professional mm-hmm. sports teams, both mm-hmm. located here in the Keystone State of Pennsylvania. This is very true. So we are uh, not only excited to be back rocking the microphone, but we're looking fresh today, Arthur Motes. Man, fashion statement today, baby. This is how we do. You know that, man. We can't just come back into the booth. You know, being reunited after the weekend and ultimately not coming here with a fashion statement. I, I will say this, and I've told this to you before. You know, it's it's funny. Like, this is like my little, I don't know, opportunity at sanity. Right? <laughs> you know, like the three, four hours you, uh-huh. and I, you and I spend down here every day. It's nice in the sense that, right, we're still coming in to, to work every day. We've still got something to do. Right. But it's not like we're working, you know, eight, ten-hour days. It's 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 nice that it still gives me something to do to kind of, you know, keep from losing your mind. And obviously I'm happy to still be working throughout this whole pandemic and and because I know a ton of people have obviously had that taken away from them. But it's also an opportunity for me to just dress. <laughs> you know, like Man. since since the middle of March, you're the only person other than my wife, really, that I've seen. Yeah. And so normally I'm just around the house, hair's unkempt. I'm in some, some some gym shorts yeah. or some sweats and a t-shirt. But Absolutely. I actually man. get an opportunity to do some dressing when I come down here with Arthur Motes. Shoot you, man. I'll just get decided. I get to put on my different shoes and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't have to walk around in flip flops and house slippers today. Yeah. I can actually put some sneakers on. Like I'm enjoying this element of it, man. So I feel you 1,000 percent on that, man. But like. I said it's important that we do excuse me take advantage of these opportunities Heck to yeah. get dressed you know Heck yeah. because like you said it's a lot of us that haven't had these opportunities a lot of us are still waking up sitting around in sweats or sitting around in our bed clothes because nowhere to go nothing to do mm-hmm. but not us baby so for those that don't know all right let's peel the curtain for back those here. that don't know one of us has on a hall of famers jersey first ballot hall of famers jersey hey a recent first ballot hall absolutely of former teammate of mine's jersey mm. That's right. And if you've listened to the show before, you know I've said it's the last Steelers jersey I ever need. I'm rocking yeah. the 43, the Troy Polamalu in here today because it is defensive back day. Absolutely. On the program, Arthur Motes. But you've got the funny, not funny, but it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I'm normally the one who rocks soccer, soccer jerseys. Yes, I wear absolutely. my Germany jerseys yeah, and my England jerseys man. and my Manchester United jerseys. But yeah. Arthur Motes is looking fresh in the Philadelphia Union kit yes, today. Indeed, man. And it's one of your buddies from college, yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah, man. CJ Sapong, man. So funny. Yours is a throwback. Mine's a throwback mm-hmm. because now he plays for the uh, the Chicago Fire. So okay. actually, that's the New Jersey I'm nice. waiting on to come in. Shout out to the COVID situation, though. It makes shipping yeah. a I, nightmare. Uh, dude, yes. I know. <laughs> but I was tired of just like seeing you coming with the soccer jerseys all the time. So I'm like, you know what, man? I'm going to break out the old school. I'm coming back I in this it. thing, man. So yeah, man. Got to show him love. And, and 
Shout out to the fact that KD, remember minority owner of the Philadelphia Union, man. So you know I'm going to show love and, both ways, man. And you know I love the Philadelphia Union because two of their starters, two of their starting 11 are mm. WVU guys. Oh, sweet. I like Ray it. Ray Gaddis, the right okay, back. Okay, okay. And, uh, and Jack Elliott, who is like a midfielder yeah. slash forward. Respect. So I liked it. Mozi yes, coming indeed, in in the man. Philadelphia so Union we do, kit. Baby, so we do. I got the Troy Palomalu jersey on, and we're ready to rock today. I'm wearing this 43 mm-hmm. because it is defensive back day mm. on the mm-hmm. program today. Nice little change of pace with Adam Crowley yesterday, right? We kind of recapped some of the stuff that Motsi and I got into last week. But you know that I wasn't going to present a new topic Uh-oh. without my – as much as I love Crowley, and, hey, I, I've known Crowley longer than Motsi. Crowley and I go, go back to college. But I wasn't about to step on my partner in crime's toes like that, so we took a day gr- off. Gr- greatly appreciated. <laughs> we took a day off yesterday from the, uh, the once and for all, let's settle these debates. But we will get back into defensive backs today, cornerbacks and safeties, and we've got some icons to talk about. But Arthur Motes, speaking of an icon we need to talk about, Mike Tomlin just got done speaking to the media uh, about an hour ago. Definitely an uh, icon. On, on Zoom here, you know, with uh, members of the Pittsburgh media, our buddy Brian Backo was on the call, Dale Lawley was on the call, a lot of guys that we're familiar with here, and they've been tweeting out and, you know, sharing some of the quotes from Mike Tomlin here. Some interesting stuff from Mike Tomlin opened up by saying that he thinks the players have been, you know, more comfortable with the virtual offseason than the coaches because for the players there's still that accountability element but for the coaches, there's kind of that lack of physical right. contact, hands-on coaching and, and learning and experience. Um, but he did say that the acclimation of new coaches like Ike Hillard and Matt Canada has been fluid. It's been successful. They're not worried about those relationships. Uh, Mike Tomlin also talked about pre- preparing for training camp at Heinz Field, obviously says that you know we're, we're going to miss going to Latrobe, and there'll be some challenges with you know going to Heinz Field, but he feels comfortable having it at that facility. Um, and, you know, feels that the, uh, that the, you know, just bad for talking about how he feels for, for St. Vincent College, and it's, you know, it's a, a, a love affair, it's a, it's a training camp love, um, but that they'll, you know, they'll find their way to, uh, to persevere the rest of this season. Um, he's also obviously said, talked about that the team has spent time talking about ongoing social justice issues, how they can use their platform. Um, and he said that the Steelers organization will support the players. He said statements are good, but impact is better. That's a direct quote from mm. Mike Tomlin. Statements are good, but impact is better. And he said that he wants players to be thoughtful and act with class. I like that. Yeah, and I think you've talked about before, that's Mike Tomlin in a nutshell. Yeah, absolutely. He <clears throat> has a, he does so much good in the community. The thing that he's passionate about, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, right, I believe is like modern-day slavery. Yeah. Right. Like the 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 man up thing that that he's that he's gone through, and I, I know he, I'm forgetting. Uh, he was the, big into the um the organization who he brought out the training camp. Oh yeah, last for the year. Uh, for the sex trafficking. Yep. Uh, yep. Child slavery. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank on their name as well. I can see their logo. But, but and yeah, he is. Yeah. So he's telling these. You know, he. You've said he's a perfect example of that. He's not necessarily out there all the time talking about these mm-hmm. things, but his actions. Right. He acts with class. He he knows what he's passionate about and the platform that he has to help. I think that'll be huge once we get into the season and a lot of this stuff comes to fruition, you know, when players use their power and use their voices to bring light to the social justice issues that they want to shine light upon. Mike Tomlin says he wants players to be thoughtful and act with class. Motsi, here's another one, too. Now, this is, you know, and then, of course, he started after his opening statements, Mike Tomlin started to get into some of the specifics. 
he said that he's still assuming there are going to be preseason games. Hmm. Now, granted, nobody asked him how many preseason games, (laughs) but still assuming that there are going to be preseason games, Mike Tomlin said, um, asked about a a little bit more about Heinz Field, right, and the space there and how they want to utilize that facility with some of these social distancing, or not even just social distancing, you know, safety protocols. Um, You know, he he talks about the additional locker room space, the perimeter space at Heinz Field. Um, but did add that his, he does have some concern about the wear and tear at Heinz Field, obviously, um, and said that the team then will use the fields at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex at times as well. Yeah, because, I mean, we know the field can get chopped up pretty bad. We always talk about the, the conditions of the field, especially later in the year when you have your Whiphill Championships along with Pitt playing, and then by the time the Steelers get on, you're three, four games in, and that, that it definitely gets chopped up. Of course, he was asked about the quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger. Mike Tomlin said, I'm comfortable and pleased. Or, sorry, he is, as in Ben Roethlisberger, is comfortable and pleased with where he is. Uh, Mike Tomlin said, I haven't seen him in person, but I've heard from medical experts and people who have worked out with him that he has looked good. Now, here's the big one, Arthur Motes. I think Uh this is the line that everyone's going to be talking about in Mm -hmm. terms of the Steelers' product on the field. Coach Tomlin said that, because of a lack, uh, in his mind, he's estimated that they've missed out on 900 potential snaps with the yeah, cancellation easily, of these easily. offseason programs. Yeah. Um, he said, with that, we're going to go, you know, when some of these position battles, when we do get to training camp, we're going to go with, you know, the veteran guys are going to get the first crack at it. He said, Matt Filer will take the first snaps at left guard, uh, Tyson Alualu at nose tackle, and then it'll be Banner and Chooks kind of rotating at right tackle. Um, he, again, he said, with so much time lost in the offseason, those with experience will have a leg up when we start. You could tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about the fact that, I mean, it's close to, what, close to a 1,000 snaps. I mean, pretty much that these guys haven't got the opportunity to take in. That's not even talking about individuals because, let's be real, the 9,000, I mean, excuse me, the 1,000, total snaps that were missed as long as he's in this collective, every unit, every opportunity for all 90 guys practicing. But you have to take that number and probably divide it by, you know, two, three easily for the guys in terms of their individual amount of reps. So it's not a lot for them. And when you're talking about that minimum amount, they're not even having that. Now they're trying to learn on the fly on top of that and go compete for a starting spot. I mean, that's that's not realistic. So I think he is – right in terms of going with the mentality of letting the the veterans get the first crack because if the game starts on a condensed preseason schedule which they already have flirted with the idea of you would rather have the guy who's you you're very familiar with he knows the offense he knows the defense he knows how to play at the NFL level and let him get as close to being up to speed as possible because you have to assume it's not going to take him as long compared to some of these rookies or newer additions it's going to be a lot bigger of a learning curve so for them the amount of time that you would spend trying to get those guys up to speed, you're ultimately going to have two guys that aren't prepared, whereas you can mm. go with the veteran early in camp and ultimately at the beginning of the season at least have one guy for sure, and then that other guy can catch up later on during the year. So I do like his approach from that standpoint. And that would probably be, I would assume, right, the approach that most teams will take. With I mean, this except kind for of- the ones who are in like dire situations. Like when you mm. look at a Joe Burrow, 
if sure. Andy Dalton was still sure. up there, then still that might have been their approach. But because yeah. of this, you got to go Joe Burrow just because of the way they made their moves from a roster standpoint. But any like team— Tyrod Taylor ahead of Josh Herbert. Right. That's realistic to yeah. believe that Tyrod is going to be the guy. And if you listen to Anthony Lynn, he's spoken about his confidence in Tyrod and why he feels that he's going to be fine up until Herbert is ready to go. So right. I think that the guys who handled the situation in that way, they definitely did it the right way. For the guys who went out here and, hey, man, let's go ahead and do it the Cincinnati way. Let's get rid of this guy right away for no reason. Nah, you're probably going to have some regrets early Might on, be especially. That. Yeah, certainly. Uh, and last but certainly not least here, Motsi, uh, Mike Tomlin did say that there have been two positive COVID tests within the team. Uh, both are back to work and weren't in the building, and that the positive tests were earlier in the spring, not recently. Okay. So at first, I think when Mike Tomlin said there's been two positive tests, there was a little bit of that, you know, that uh-oh, yeah. that kind of that, that panic feeling amongst Steelers fans and media. But again, they were never in the building, and the tests were earlier in spring. I'll take that, Motes. When we've seen some of these teams that have reported in the teens, some teams over 20 positive results as the teams are starting to get back together, I'm sure everybody saw what happened at Clemson University. Uh, the Houston Texans and the Cowboys reported a bunch of positive tests. The Tampa Bay Lightning this week reported a handful of positive tests as their players were starting to come back and work out ahead of training camp. Two tests for, you know, over 100 people because you're including players and staff. Um, they were never in the building. It happened earlier this spring. If you're going to try and be optimistic about it, see it glass half full, I think that's about as good as you can get. Yeah. Uh, I guess it depends on who the two positive tests well, well, were. Well, I look at it that way, but then I also, because, I mean, he never really went into detail about how many people got tested. Hmm. That's another thing. Like, we were just under the assumption that all 90 Everyone's guys were tested, tested, but let's be real, during the spring, the guys weren't there. Hmm. So you would have to say, okay, well, did those guys get tested on their own, or was this test given out through the team and how all those things transpired? So that's the only reason why I'm not as – I guess optimistic about it just because I feel like it was very vague and very controlled in terms of the information he wanted to deliver in <laughs> <laughs> the context in which he gave it as well. HIPAA baby. Yeah. So, so it, it was very strategic in that route. But for me, I mean, I think this is something that the more tests that become readily available, the more people that take tests, the more you're going to see people having it. I mean, uh, uh, even uh, the, the, the tennis player, uh, Djokovic, yeah. Yeah, he just tested positive. He played in a tournament this weekend. Mm -hmm. So for me, it is still a very fluid situation. And if they only tested him in the spring and have never tested anyone since then, then I got my concerns about that as well. But remember, none of the guys are in the facility. The guys are pretty much everywhere. And then also with the NFLPA, they were talking about how they don't want guys working out together because they feel like that's going to ultimately lead to the spread even more. But we've seen a lot of guys working out together this offseason. Guys in Pittsburgh, I mean, with the Steelers, they work out together. So I think there are still some concerns in that regard for me. But overall, man, I, I, I'm just – as long as everybody's alive. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the big part for me, man. Amen as long as they're that. alive, we can, hey, we can get over everything else. Period. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. You can play so, you can replace a lot of things, but yeah. not, not a human life, right? Exactly, man. So so regardless of who tested positive, how serious or unserious it was, as long as they're alive, man, we can get through that. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Amen. Amen. <sighs> yeah, so I just wanted to get through some of those Mike Tomlin comments here for those who hadn't seen yet this morning. I, I believe if you go to uh, Steelers.com, certainly if you if you check out our buddy Brian Bacco on Twitter, Dale Ollie on Twitter, they've got the full quotes and, and all that stuff there. Uh, again, Mike Tomlin speaking to the media 
this morning. We're going to take our first break here, but on the other side, Motsi, it's time to get into it. It's defensive back day. Mm-hmm. Corners, safeties, who are the greatest that the Pittsburgh Steelers have ever had because there are Hall of Famers on top of Hall of Famers at those positions. There are accomplishments on top of accomplishments. Game changers. Mm-hmm. Literally, Arthur Motes, guys who changed the game at those positions. So I'm excited for this discussion today. And, you know, we want your feedback on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at The Body 52. The Body. Woo, defensive back day gets rolling when we return. This is Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Oh, I've been excited for this one. Defensive back day here on the program. And I got to give Arthur Motes some credit, all right? Because originally when we talked about doing this, I was like, yeah, let's just do, let's just do corners and safeties together. You know what I mean? It'll be fun. We'll throw Rod Woodson and Mel Blunt and Troy Polamalu. All those guys will throw them into one list, and we'll. And Moats said, "Now hold on, player." Uh huh. Moats said, "Not so fast, my friend." Mm-hmm. He said, "Look, there's some real discussion to be had here." He said, "We can do that. You know, we can put them all together and rank them at the end." But I really think we should give, you know, due props to to some of these corners because this this is my issue. If we were talking about wide receivers and running backs, you didn't want to loop them all in together. No, no, you want to have a private discussion for running backs. Want to have a whole private discussion for quarterbacks. We all knew we was only going to talk to quarterbacks. Had a private discussion about quarterbacks. But when it comes to the defense, oh, first you try to lump inside and outside linebackers together. Then you try to lump pass rushers and D linemen together. Then you go try and lump corners and safeties together. Look, man, I'm tired of you disrespecting the dark side of the ball, man. All right? The defense needs his respect, and it is my duty. It is my civic duty to make sure that they do not be overlooked, to make sure that they are never forgotten, to make sure that their voice is heard. And by God, that's what I'm here to do. You know what you just made me think of? I mean, we're going to have to bring in a special teams element into this somehow, too, right? I mean, we can't. We got kickers. We can't ignore the third side of the ball. I mean, mean, because the question is. Why is defense the dark side of the ball, though, huh? Because Darth Vader, bad guys, we hit. We're not glamorous. I don't know. Darth Vader would have been a pretty good quarterback. But no, this is the thing. He'd though, have been man. able to force push that nah, ball the whole man. way down uh, the field. Uh, uh. Think about this, man. Think about this. The Jedi were the light. They were always trying to make good and do all this hoopla and get the the, the shiny objects and stuff like that. And peace nah, nah. and tranquility. Yeah. Defense, man, you got to get nasty sometimes. That's true. Sometimes you got to go to a bad spot in your mind mm. mentally. Remember, Darth Vader was a good guy. That's we true. all started out playing offense. And then we had to cross over mm. to the dark side. Mm. And then from there, you got that, just that Darth evil. Darth was that homecoming, you know what I mean? uh, yeah. the homecoming prom king yeah. quarterback with the long blonde hair. Yeah, then, then he had to dye his hair black and become a bad guy. Like, you know what? There's <sighs> a darkness so who's the, arising So does me. that make Han Solo the special teams? Because you don't realize how important Absolutely. he is. Absolutely. He, he's the field goal kicker. <laughs> he, 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 he's your... He, he's your, uh, let's see, you're your Sean Sweesham. Yep. You know what I mean? Because that's Chris a whole Boswell. debate, too. Reed, Swish, mm-hmm. Boz. Mm-hmm. Gary I mean, Anderson. See, you see what I'm saying here? Yeah. We, it's, it, I'm just throwing it out there, man. All right, well, we're going to have to give some love to special teams there. at some point, too. So, defensive back day, we're going to do corners and safeties. Now, Motsi, you know I'll go first here. But you got to tell me which position, all right? You want me to dive into corners or to safeties No, no, first? no, man. You got the 43 on. 
So you know that's where we're going. Okay. Without further ado. Without further ado, let's start at the top of the list for safeties. It's number 43. Troy okay, Paul okay, Mala. okay. I'm I mean, about to say, wait, is this really a debate here? <laughs> no. Um, I don't think it is. Hey, with all due respect to guys like Donnie Shell, he's a Hall of Famer in his own regard. Hey, I mean, Donnie and Troy going in in the same year, that's pretty cool. There are guys like Mike Wagner who have mm-hmm. all the accolades you could imagine. Um, there are guys who have been unsung, like I think like a Ryan Clark. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm going Troy number one. Without a doubt, absolute game changer. Uh, one of the greatest safeties of all time, without a doubt. Just such a unique player, too. Like, we've talked about this on the program before. A couple weeks ago, right, I did my best of the West, top 10 favorite football players. Ed Reed was on my list. But I think Blasphemy. Will, I, I, he was, he was <laughs> How I, dare you? I... Uh, I think they'll we'll see safeties like Ed Reed again in our lifetime. I don't know if we'll ever mm. see another guy like Troy Polamalu. I think particularly when you take in just the hair and the quiet nature of him, with such a loud personality on field on the field, like his yeah. the way he played the game was so loud, but his personality was so opposite of that. Now, see, I'm not gonna lie, you threw me off for a second there when you were like, "We're never gonna see another." Job. I was like, "What do you mean?" Like, but but. The whole saying, right? element the of whole, it, like on field and the off the field, without Jesus, a doubt. The yes. hair, the the just the the versatility yes, in indeed, his game. Man. Yeah, Troy Polamalu, number one. Then I go Donnie Shell, number two. I think those were pretty clear cut one and two for me. Mm-hmm. But that's when it really got interesting, because there's some names on here, Arthur Motes, like a Darren Perry that I looked into a yeah. little bit more because, yeah. you know, he was in the 90s. And, yes, I was alive and I was a Steelers fan then, but I wasn't really watching football to watch football. <laughs> and I see that Darren Perry in 110 games had 32 interceptions with the Steelers. That's insane. That's an interception every three and a half games in an era in the 90s, again, where it's not like they were airing out the ball today. I talked about Mike Wagner and the, the, the accolades that he has. Uh, Ryan Clark as well, too. But with third, Arthur Motes here, I'm going to go with Carnell Lake. Um, I just the, – the ability to, to play – all over the field, I think, for Carnell My Lake. Dog. Gives, gives, yeah. gives him the edge to me. He's a guy who played strong safety. He's a guy who played free safety. He's a guy who even played corner Absolutely. for the Steelers for a couple years. That versatility, I go Carnell Lake third. And then I go Mike Wagner fourth. It's harder for me to have a guy with that, that much accomplishments any lower. Darren Perry five. And Ryan Clark, number six. That's as deep as I went with my safety ranking. So, again, Troy, one. Donnie, two. Carnell Lake, three. Mike Wagner, Darren Perry, Ryan Clark. Arthur Motes, what say you? I'm pretty confident at the top we're we're similar. (laughs) Yeah, man, without a doubt. Troy and Donnie, shout out to both of those guys. Obviously, Troy being my former teammate, Ben Baby Jesus, first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, without a doubt, he's the clear-cut number one awesome cat. Then uh, Donnie Shell, man, he's definitely my two. I'm just happy because with Donnie, he's a guy I have a personal relationship with, a guy that I knew prior to him getting into the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. being able to have some of the conversations with him, learn from him when I first got here, and then ultimately seeing him get the call, being able to talk with him a little bit afterwards, man, it was just an awesome, awesome experience, man. Just a genuinely good guy, great guy, actually, man, so – the fact that, you know, he was able to get that Hall of Fame nod, man, I thought was well was, deserved. was very, very well-deserved, but also long overdue, man, when you talk about a guy as talented as him and as accomplished as him. 
Now, this is where we start to differ, man. At three, you, we, we flip-flop, essentially. Okay. You went Carnell Lake, Mike mm-hmm. Wagner. Mm-hmm. I went Mike Wagner, okay. Carnell Lake. For me, man, with Mike, dude, you, you look at the numbers. It's insane. It really bro. is. It really is. Like, when I just look at what he was able to accomplish as well, man, it's just certain people. When you talk about steals and you talk about their numbers, I mean, dude, the, the 36 picks <laughs> in 119 games, like, bro, he's playing in the 70s and 80s. Like, this is nuts. It's nuts. <laughs> it's it, nuts. You look back at some of these interception <laughs> numbers and you're like, these teams are throwing the ball 20 right. oh, times I'm like, a game. I'm like, like, do you realize? And, and, and this is what they know. I'm looking at the years he's playing. You realize who else was in that defensive backfield with him? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not as if he was mm-hmm. the only guy out there and he's no. just going to feed. Like, no. Donnie. Donnie's over here getting Mel picks. Mel's getting about. picks. Yeah. Like, like, all these guys are out here balling out, and you're still finding a way to go ahead and eat like that. Like, to me, that just blows my mind, man, because that is not easy to do. A lot of times when you're on stacked teams, your numbers suffer greatly. Right. Because it's just too many talented because guys around you. you to do your role right. and play within that role. Absolutely, yeah. man. So the fact that when we look at Mike, he was still able to do what he was doing, accomplishing what he was accomplishing. Led the league in interceptions in 73. Yeah, man. So for me, without a doubt, man, Mike is number three. Now I got to go to number four, man. That's my guy, man. C. Lake, man. That's that's my, my – well, he wasn't my personal coach, but he coached on the staff when I got here in Pittsburgh, okay. man. Four years with me, man. Nice. Awesome, awesome guy. Very knowledgeable. And, yeah, man, when you talk about his versatility, it's a guy that lined up at, I mean, pretty much anywhere in, in the defensive <laughs> yeah. backfield, man. Went four it, different positions. And could, and could play right at a crazy high corner, level. Yeah. Crazy high level. Very smart, very tough, hard nose. For me, man, that always stands out. I love seeing guys, especially guys who can play corner and safety because we always talk about how corners, hey, man, you know, they, they're they great athletes, but a lot of times they lack in the physicality yeah. department. Let's yep. be real about it. Yep. But he said, I can play corner and I can play safety because I'm a hitter. Like, I love that element of his game, man. And when you look at the amount of tackles he had, now, granted, he, he was in an era where they did count tackles. And he had 677 solos. Multiple years where he had more than 80 or yes. 90 tackles. That, that's, that's, that's crazy. In the words of Coach Tomlin, that's putting your face in the fan. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's why a lot of the guys here in Pittsburgh respected him when he would talk about how you have to do you know, some of the dirty work, some of the hits and things sure. like that because C. Lake was a guy who could back it up. His track record spoke for itself. And, and I mean, you know me, I'm a pass rusher. The fact my man mm-hmm. got 21 and a half of them things, too, let me know he was really in action. Yeah. He wasn't here for the games. And 57 <laughs> tackles for loss in his yeah. 10 years in Pittsburgh. Like, that's nuts, man. That's nuts. It is. So, for me, man, without a doubt, C. Lake is my four. I like it. Yes, indeed. Then at five, man, I went Darren Perry. Okay. Yeah, man. We, we talk about a guy like Darren. Like I said, man, numbers, once again, speaking cool. for themselves, man, only 110 games. Still 32 of them picks over four. Uh, over 500 tackles here in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, man. Four like, forced fumbles. Like, dude, when I look at that, I'm like, man. And, and let's be real, during 98, it wasn't as if, you know, that was like the super glamorous time for the Steelers. But for him, he was still a bright spot on that defense. He was still being able to be productive and make plays. So that's why he's up there. And then at my six, as much as I love RC, and I would love to put RC up here, RC is my honorable mention. Okay. Because it's a guy on this list that until this morning, I didn't even know. I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to be that guy to be honest and open about it. All right? I don't want to lie to you because that's not what I do to the power grid. Transparency, baby. And, and we had a conversation, man. What does RDH stand for? What does <laughs> RS stand for? But we're talking about this guy, Jack Butler, man. Jack Butler. So we came to the, the, the assumption that RS stands for right safety or RDH, right deep half. In my book, that's a safety. And when you look at him, 
Like I said, he played in the, the 50s, man. The mm-hmm. 50s, 50s. Mm-hmm. But, dude, 52 interceptions, that's nuts. <laughs> that is nuts. That's crazy. I don't care what generation you're playing in. 52 interceptions, that's a safety. God, God, what are we talking about here? What are we talking? Listen, Jack, I apologize for not knowing who you were. To I apologize for not being alive in the 50s to witness you he's, get 52 interceptions. He's a Hall of Famer, too. That's all I know. That's on me, though, Jack. I should have been alive back then to watch you play. <laughs> because, man, you were kicking some serious booty. Oh, my gosh. 52 interceptions in 104 games. Dude. I mean, do the math. Th- that's, that's an interception every other game. Yes. In an era where they didn't throw the ball. Come on, man. And, and, and let's be real. When you cut down how many games they actually played in the season, it's not like they play in the full 16. Mm-hmm. Not like they having all these long seasons like you got in the NFL. No, I mean, in, in today's NFL, not at all. So for me, man, and listen, I hope – I'm sure it's probably great because Power Grid is very diverse. Somebody that watched Jack play, somebody from the 50s area preferably, I would love for y'all to just, just hit us up and, and educate us even more so, man. Talk more about this guy, Jack mm. Butler, because I'm a little upset. That, that that you know, man, I take pride in knowing knowing the Steelers' legacy, knowing the Steelers yeah. guys, the history of it. And, and I felt like a rookie today. I was lost. I heard was a like, lot about Andy Russell. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard about this Jack Butler. No, guy. not at all. I'm like, hold on, man. That same generation. Like this is crazy right now. So, three time All Pro. Yeah, man. At All NFL, they called it back then. Four time Pro Bowler. Yeah. Now Arthur Motes. We're going to go to break here, and we're going to do our corners on the other side. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you this, and this is part of what makes our show good, and this is how you could tell that. You know, Arthur Motes and I, we truly do this on our own. It's not like we're doing this for show where sometimes, all right, well, you say this guy and I'll say that guy. Right. Because I have Jack Butler on my cornerbacks list. Okay. And here's here we go, why. Z. Here's why. I went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame website uh-huh. and they had him listed as a corner. So that's okay, so okay. that's what I went with. All right, uh, I like it I, then. But I like how, you know, again, it's just the the evaluation and what we're looking at. And But, no, Jack Butler is certainly a guy who deserves some credit. So see where I have him on my cornerbacks Uh-oh. list so we, I like when it. we come around. I like it, baby. And we will get into cornerbacks on the other side. So, But, yeah, I mean, we're pretty similar there. Our top five, all the same oh, guys, no, no. and just Carnell and Mike Wagner uh, flip-flop spots there. So a very similar safety list from Motsi and I. Will it be similar with corners, or will we have some things I to argue about? I think it's going to get about? interesting over here, baby. <laughs> we'll see yeah. on the other side. Continue to get those tweets in. We'll get to them in hour number two. It's defensive backs day here on the program. You're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. All right, now it's really time to get into it here. Safeties that we all agreed on. No anger on the Twitter.com. But this one, I think we're going to split a crowd, Arthur Motes. Because, oh, man. There's two guys that when you talk about Pittsburgh Steelers cornerbacks that that stand alone, uh, man, in general, but really in their own eras of Steelers players. Of course, you know the names I'm talking about. Mel Blunt and Rod Woodson. All right, so let's jump right into it here, Arthur Motes. Why waste time? Why dance around it? <laughs> I flip-flopped back and forth on this. You! <laughs> I changed my mind like three times. Man. I consulted with one of my uncles who grew up watching these guys. 
and Arthur Motes by the skin of his chinny-chin-chin, by the hair on his head, by the slightest of margins. I'm going to go Rod Woodson. Oh! And here here was the the kicker for me, right? You did what? Here was the kicker for me. You raven lover! (laughs) You were kicked out of the Steelers friend group. (laughs) I think there's a lot of the... um, I don't know, the, maybe the Michael Jordan-LeBron comparison here where okay. Mel has the the it factor yes. in this conversation. All the Super Bowl trophies and the team success, and yes. he legitimately changed the game. Yes, I mean, not many people can say that in the history of their sports, and but it's, it's, it's not hyperbole. It's not exaggeration. Mel Blunt legitimately changed the game. He's... NFL all-decade team, all-anniversary team, NFL 100th anniversary. I mean, you name it, he has done it. The Mel Blunt rule, his nasty physical style of play, again, literally changed the way the game was governed forever. But here's what it came down for me, Motsi. I need to hear this. I don't know, and again, I consulted people that are much older than me, and they agreed, they concurred, that while Mel Blunt was the most feared defensive back in the NFL, mm-hmm. it was never really unanimous that he was the best defensive back in the NFL, right? Okay. He was the most feared. He was the nastiest. He was the hardest hitting. So you really about to sit here and tell me that Rod was viewed as the best defensive back in the NFL? But I think there was a good five, six, seven years where Rod Woodson was the best cornerback <laughs> in the National Football League. Wait a minute now. That was the that was the tiebreaker for me. Did, did you? I think... And you can tell me if I'm wrong. I think a lot of people outside of Pittsburgh mm-hmm. consider Rod Woodson one of the greatest cornerbacks, perhaps the greatest of all time. I don't know if as many say that about Mel Blunt. They give him credit for being the game changer, uh-huh. but, but not necessarily in the sense of we what we just think a shut-down cornerback, right? A lockdown guy, which, again, that concept probably didn't really come into being until the 80s, to be fair to Mel Blunt. Like I said... I yesterday I had Mel Blunt one. This morning I switched it to so so I'm back and forth here. But that was the that was the kicker for me is that I uh, first team All Pro Rod Woodson was five mm-hmm. times in Pittsburgh. There was a half a decade there where he was I think the consensus best corner in the National Football League. I don't know if Mel ever had that type of run where again. Most feared, certainly. I mean, teams were afraid to go across the middle because this guy, he changed the rules of football. But I think I'm giving Rod just the, the like I said, I mean, these little whiskers that I got on my chin. Boy, you funny. We're going to talk. You are funny. We're going to talk, though. Rod won, Mel two, and then I went Jack Butler third. Okay, fair enough. And corner, because everything that you echoed, just look at the numbers. Absolutely. I mean, this guy was averaging an interception every other game. He's a Hall of Famer. He was versatile. He played on both sides of the Mm -hmm. field. That's tough. That's tough to top. Jack Butler there. Uh, Then I went Dwayne Woodruff, another Mm -hmm. guy who— Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to have him up. So underrated. Just just look at his numbers. It's insane. So he was four for me, and then it got tough. Man, JT mm. Thomas. JT the where, man. Where does Joe Hayden factor in this, right? Because he's been a they Steeler. Play Joe. He's only been a Steeler for a f- not as long as these other guys, but his impact Come has on, certainly man. been great. So here's what I did. Rod Woodson, one. Mel Blunt, two. Jack Butler, three. Dwayne Woodruff, four. I went Ike Taylor, five. JT Thomas, six. And Joe Hayden, seven.
That's as far down as I went on my list. Arthur Motes, I take it your top two are flip-flopped. Without a doubt. <laughs> I went Mel Blunt at one because, first off, as you stated, they changed a whole rule because of this man. Because, hey, if they didn't, you wouldn't, it wouldn't be a receiver out here getting off the line. He was that dominant at his position. Let me say that again. He was that dominant at his position that they said, you know what, we, we, we will never have a good receiver if this is still allowed. We have to get rid of this. <laughs> there is nothing we can do to beat this. I don't want to care how fast you are. I don't care what formation you get in. We don't have an answer for this. So league-wide, you, you know how hard it is league-wide for them to say, hey, we're going to change this rule? The whole league. The whole league say, yo, all of it's this is crazy. They said, this is crazy. We have no answer for this. Change it. That's Mel Blunt. You talk about the Super Bowls. That's Mel Blunt. We talk about how, I mean, dude, he was the defensive player of the year. But we talked about how stacked that defense was. So the fact that you won defensive player of the year on the defense, that's that. For you to be the best player on that defense during that year, the best player in the NFL. Come on, man. What are we talking about? And, 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 and now we got to go to Rod. Cause I love Rod. Rod's my guy. Rod, awesome guy, awesome guy. I mean, accolades are there. I mean, come on, baby. Yeah, he they was defensive player of the year as well too. He got a depot. Yep. He got the All Pros. He has a Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer. He has all these things. But this is where you lost me. Two-time interception leader. This is where you lost me. Okay. Where did I lose you? I understand we're in Pittsburgh. I understand this is Steelers Nation Radio. I got all that. But you're not about to sit here and tell me that Rod was viewed as the best corner in the league when Deion Primetime Sanders was playing. I don't want to hear about the stats because we already talked about, are we going to penalize a guy that they, we know for a fact teams wouldn't even look at Primetime. They wouldn't even look over there. So we're not about to penalize Prime and talk about, well, he ain't had that many picks because, dude, they would throw at Rod. We know they would throw at Rod. They, man, they wouldn't even look at Primetime. Wouldn't even look over there. You might as well wipe the whole side of the field off. This is just this is a racist. It's not. It doesn't exist no more. So I don't want to hear that Rod was viewed as the best corner in the game during his time when he played at the same time as prime time. I can't. I can't go with that, baby. I can't do it. I love Rod, but I just can't do it. Okay. You know what's funny? Now that I'm, I'm looking at the uh, all-decade teams, yeah, they both finished second in voting of the all-decade team. So they were first team, mm-hmm. and they were the second guy voted it. Mel had second most in votes to Mike Haynes, mm-hmm. who was a uh, Patriot in a Raiders corner, and Rod was second to Deion yeah. Sanders. So that's my thing. I'm like, man, Rod was a beast without a doubt. But for me, I can't go with the narrative that he was viewed as the best player the best corner in the NFL during his time because of the guys he played with. It's kind of like when we talk about Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman, to me, is always going to be second to who? Darrell Revis, because we know for a fact Darrell was the guy. Shout out to Pitt. Shout out to Aliquippa. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, one of those two can get a shout out. All right, all right. We'll go Aliquippa then. <laughs> but for me, man, that's always my thing when we're talking about that. Whereas we know for a fact with Mel, like I said, man, for you to get a rule changed specifically it's inc- it's, it's, for you. It's incredible. Like, that's insane. Insane. Because he was that dominant. And the fact that he, I mean, dude, when we talk about Steeler legends, we, we know Joe Green. We, yeah, absolutely mean Joe. But then the Lambert. next one, you you saying Lambert or you bringing up Mel Blunt, yeah. depending on where you're from. Like that cowboy hat. Yeah. And, 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 and the fact that this dude was massive. I mean, if you see him today, he, he six, still three, stands out. Listen, it says 6'3", but when you put the cowboy boots on, he's like 6'5". Six, six, five. Five. <laughs> Easily, bro. Easily, all right? 
So it, for me, just thinking about the cornerback position, I'm like, man, most corners are little. They're athletic. They got to be able to move lateral. This dude was a grown man out there. Punishing Earl Campbell grown out there. Grown man. Yeah. So for me, man, that's why I had to go Mel. But Rod, I mean, come on, man. Rod, dude, if he's second, he's a very close second. It's not. It's, it's 1A and 1B. A, a, pretty much, yes. Yeah. It's, it's not no, no. oh, this is the drop off the Rod. It's just for me when I'm comparing the two. Those are the things that I go with, and the fact that Rod ended up going to that other team that won't really rock with. So, mm. you know, how that 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 mm. plays into it as well. If it would have been flip five, Mel would have went over to Baltimore, then I'd have been like, you know what? Nah, man, bump that. Give me Rod. But that, that kind of plays into it, all right? So that's my one and two. Then at three, I went with the judge, man, Dwayne Woodruff, man, straight beast animal. I mean, his accolades speak for himself. I mean, dude. Perhaps perhaps the most underrated defensive player to say, in the history of the Steelers franchise. So underrated, bro. Him or James Ferrier, maybe? I think more so Woodruff because the errors he played in. Yeah. He was still getting media attention by the time he came on. You know what I mean? Whereas with, with Dwayne, man, it's people that don't even know him sometimes, which blows my mind. I'm like, how can you not know who this guy is? Like, are you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> but, yeah, man, I mean. Okay, so you got Mel, Rod, yes. Dwayne. Mm-hmm. And, and remember, you had Jack as a safety. Correct. Yep, yep. yep. So, literally, we're going to have the same names, but mine is Jack because you had Jack, so I included one other name, but I'll get to gotcha. that in a little gotcha. bit. Gotcha. All right, so at four, I went with my man J.T. Thomas, okay. man. You know, you talk about accolades, you talk about the accomplishments, you talk about the rings. My man's there. I mean, he, he barred sure out, is. man. He sure is. It, it, it's a funny story with him, man. He always kills when he talks about he was a first-round draft pick but didn't even know he was about to be drafted. He was like, I'm just chilling with my family. <laughs> my phone rings. I'm like, well, who is this? <laughs> I'm getting drafted. I'm like, what? Yep. So for me, man, that still blows my mind, man. But JT is JT, man. Super cool guy. Was very productive during his time and was very pivotal, uh, was very pivotal on those Super Bowl teams, man. So I think that's huge. The next, man, I got to go with my dog, man. My dog, Ike T, baby. Love Ike T, man. Ike Taylor, without a doubt. I mean, just phenomenal stealer. When you think about the guys that he was matching up with and, and the job he was doing on you think about what he was doing versus Ocho Cinco, how he matched up with A.J. Green. I mean, you look at all these guys that he would go against. The, the only reason Ike is low on this list is because he can't catch. He'll tell you that himself. <laughs> if he had 10 more interceptions. If he could catch, bro, if he could catch, he would easily be a top three corner in Steelers history. He probably would have been viewed as a Hall of Famer just because he was that good. But he just couldn't catch. My dog couldn't catch save his life. I mean, it, it was funny. It was numerous times in practice. You know, it, 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 a, a guy on defense dropped the ball. Man, we doing push-ups. We mad. We mm-hmm. getting on him. He going to run. He going to get on the jugs afterwards. Ike dropped the ball. We just like. We can't even get mad with you, Ike. Like, and then I can get mad. So, come on, man, dang. They be like, Ike, really? Man, you know I can't catch. I ain't tripping. I'm like, yeah. He was like Stevie Johnson. Yeah. Like, God, why'd you do this to yeah. me? Yeah, but we like, Ike, Ike, like, you, you know what? You know how bad you got to be at catching for, for the whole team, coaches included, to just be like, yeah, I just can't catch. We, we're, we're convinced. You know what I always think of when I think of Ike is, you seen the movie Little Giants? Absolutely, yes. You know the kid in Little Giants yeah, who's like a great paper. athlete and yeah. he's really fast, but he can't catch. Uh-huh. And he's just like always looks at his hand and he's like, hands yeah. and he's like, come on, guys, why do you do this to me? Yes, man. <laughs> That's all I picture Ike. Like, like, dude, I've never seen a ball beat a person up so much, man. I'm just like, yo. Like, do you owe the football money? Because it just hits you in your face, your chest. I mean, this is crazy. I, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. But but that's Ike for you, man. Yeah, so Ike. so because Ike can't catch, he's five, he's fifth on the okay. list. Next at six, I had Joe Hayden, man. I felt like Joe, his career I mean, if we were doing a whole career, without a doubt, he he he's yeah. easily, oh. you know, top three, top four. Absolutely. But 
excuse me, when we're talking about Steelers, he's still gathering the years. Mm -hmm. He's still submitting his resume. But the thing is this, he still has time. Yeah. He can easily move up on this list even more two, three over years. the next couple of years just because of how talented he is and some of the big-time plays we're seeing from him, not only as a corner, but when he has to hit and put his face in the fan. I'm a big fan of corners that tackle because I know how hard it is. I know how, how, how much those guys don't like to do it. It hurts them. I mean, let's be real about it, man. So the fact that Joe does all those things, checks all those boxes for me, he, that's why he's number six on the list. And then at number seven, I went with Deshae Townsend, man. I mean, I it's like a dude, it. man. I like hey, it. Hey, balled out, played under Dickie LeBeau. And, and the thing is this, man. Coach LeBeau is only going to name defenses after certain people. We had a defense named after Deshae Townsend. That lets you know, okay, he was balling out. Because there's only certain people that get calls named after him. <laughs> it's all true. Right? Not everybody gets that. You got to really kick a some serious butt to get that man to Deshae. Obviously, he did that, man. And the thing is this, too. When I think about Deshae, man, he has the hardware. He has the two-time Super Bowl champs. Like, granted, he doesn't have a lot of the individual accolades, but when you look at the defense that he played on, they were stacked. But at the same time, he was still a key contributor for those teams, man. He was still a, a starting cornerback for those teams, man. He was still very, very productive on those teams, man. So that's why I have him as my seventh guy. I like it. And he would have been my next if I wouldn't have had Jack Butler. Right. He well, would have and, been and mine. And that's the thing. So if Jack would have put, I would have put if I would have put Jack as a corner, then obviously Deshae doesn't make the list. Okay. Yeah. I, so our lists are exactly the same, just a few spot differences. You know, it's funny. The right, what's in the bed? See, the, saf the, safety, this com the safety conversation didn't really fire because I think everyone was with us. Troy won, Donnie two. It's, 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 you know, it's kind of clear cut. Mozi, the tweets are rolling in now. I mean, the tweets Troy. are rolling in, and you know we'll get to them, but there's a good one here from Joseph. Joseph said, man, Mozi is putting his Cowboys fandom way out there today. Hey, hey, you, you, you're absolutely right. But I don't, I, hey, hey, listen. I grew up, the reason I started playing football was prime time. Listen, my neighbor had a Cowboys helmet. Even though he was in rec ball, I thought he played for the Dallas Cowboys. I turned the TV on. I saw prime with the bandana high stepping. I used to wear a bandana under my uniform. That's what I would do. And you're not going to sit here and tell me. That, and like I said, I love Rod. Rod is a great guy. I have a personal relationship with Rod. He's a good dude. But I just can't go. I just can't say it. I, just, I, I can't say it. I can't go there. And when you think about it, you can't even say it. Oh no, I can't. I'm still, I'm Stop. still saying Rod. No, you're not. I'm still saying no, you're Rod. Not. If you're picking a team right now, who you picking, Prime or Rod? You go with Prime. I don't want to hear that nonsense, man. Uh, Stop I don't it. Know. We'll Stop get, it. Listen, we could get into that more. You want to get into that? Well, we need to go to break here. We, we do need to go to break. We don't want to get because we got some tweets. Let's save that for the last segment yeah. because we got some tweets from the people on that. And there's some people who agree with you, and there's some people who disagree with you. They're on my fine. side, so which is fine. That's why we love doing hey, this. Hey, right? hey, hey. And the thing is, there's no wrong answers here. It's we're not, it's, we're I mean, debating the one percentage of, of yeah. greatest NFL I mean, players, the one percent of greats. And here. it's the thing too, man. If you're talking prime versus Woodson, these, I mean, like you said on the all deck eighteen, that's one and 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 one A one B right there. It's just that Prime was one A. You know what I'm saying? It's cool, but a lot of times, man, the flashiness will rub people the wrong way. That's what some people are saying. Yeah, they, 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 That's they, what some people are saying yeah, on Twitter. That I, I Dion, like Dion wouldn't hit too anybody. Yeah. He's too flashy. My thing is this. If you, if you are that great that you don't even have to hit nobody and you're still viewed as the best corner, what does that say about you, baby? That's all I'm saying. We'll get into more That's of that saying, in the man. second hour. Keep those tweets rolling in. At Wes Euler, at the body 52 The body. And you know what, Motsi? I think I'm going to get on the SNR account here, too, and tweet out some polls. Need to. Yeah, we're gonna do that. To. We'll, we'll wrap. So Mel versus Rod, yes, and then Rod versus Prime. Yeah, well, or maybe just Rod and Mel 
I was gonna say we could put Troy and Donnie, but I don't think that's gonna, that's be. Not gonna be. Yeah. yeah. But you could go. You know we could, you could you go greatest know, DB on, all time. Me, is, the, is that the poll that I should put up on the SNR account right now? Greatest DB of all time: Rod, Mel, or Troy? Is that the poll? Is that the <laughs> that, question? That's, that's the question. The, all right. That's gonna be that's hitting, the question. That's gonna be hitting the Steelers <laughs> Nation radio poll here in just a second. Yeah, without a doubt, that's the question. And Moats and I will get into that in hour number two as well. So get those tweets rolling in. We're having some fun today inside the Electric Factory. Sixty in the books. Sixty to go. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR. Euler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Good afternoon, Steelers Nation. How we doing? I'm feeling prime. Well, that's good. I'm feeling... (laughs) Woody. Woody. (laughs) Roddy. Roddy. (laughs) (laughs) Hour number two, having some fun here. The poll has been posted, all right? Who is the greatest defensive back in Pittsburgh Steelers history? Man, there's been some great ones, but I think it's a three-horse race. Definitely a a three-horse race, man. Rod, Mel, and Troy. That's how good they are. They don't need any other introduction than just their first Uh name. You know, they're like like Madonna or like uh, LeBron. LeBron or... Jesus, Kobe, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> Kobe. <laughs> Why have I never heard that before? <laughs> it's this one name. That's Jesus. You know what? It made Don't me about the last name. Wow. <laughs> Golly, that was like an that was like an old uh, an old uh, joke. Was what do Jesus, Madonna, and and uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger have in common? <laughs> They all have a last name, but they never use it. Like, like, like something like that was the joke. I like it, bro. But we got 80 votes so far, Motsi. Real quick there in just a few minutes. 80 votes. Who is the greatest defensive back in Steelers history? 56% say Troy. 26% say Mel. And 16, uh, sorry, 14% say Rod. But it's moving here already. We got 89 yeah. votes now, so we'll keep an eye on that. As we go along here, get uh, again, if you want to chime in on that poll, it's on the Steelers Nation radio account. You know where to find us at Wesley Euler at the body 52. The body. All right, Motsi, what do you want to do? You want to do the <laughs> you want to do the rod or the Dion debate first? Or do you want to do the Rod, Troy, Mel, Donnie debate first? Let's keep it Steelers centric. Keep it Steelers. Yeah, right, let's, let's, let's keep, keep it Steelers centric here. This was who? Oh, this was another one. I, I've, I might change my mind here before I even give what I have written down <laughs> on my list. But that's what Moats and I said it would be fun to rank these three, too. Rank Mel, Rod, yeah. and Troy. Um, let, me, let me tell you this, okay? <laughs> well, I always feel like you try to, like, hedge it before you come out here and say something. Like, all right, let me, let me, let me do a little context before right. I jump off this limb. Because like- <laughs> why I feel like I have to hedge it is because you're in the position where you can just take the other way and you can bury me. Oh, how are you going to do this? How are you going to say that? When it and, wasn't, and you know I will. When it wasn't an easy decision on my part. You know I will. I started with, uh, I started with Mel Blunt, number one on my list. Because, again, game changer, rule changer. <sighs> I, I think this is important to note too, Motsi. You know, I've been fortunate enough to do oh, some, some broad. I meant to tell you this in the last segment when we were talking about Mel Blunt and the, and the James Ferrier comparison and kind of the unsung heroes of that, that defense in a way. 
there are, you know, the Steelers have the reunions, you know, for the Super Bowl teams yes. and for the, for the guys of the different decades. I've been fortunate enough to, to broadcast at reunions for both the 70s guys and the 2000s guys. Mm-hmm. Motsi, all those 70s guys gravitate to Mel Blunt. That's the guy that they want to talk to most, even more than Mean Joe. All those 2000s guys, they gravitate to Farrier. That's the guy that they want to talk to more than anybody else. I started with Mel number one on my list, okay? And then I had Troy, and then I had Rod. And this is overall greatness in the Steelers kind of Acropolis here, or Parthenon, who, who or whatever. Who would you vote for on Twitter, then? Whatever Greek thing on Twitter. But on Twitter and this morning... I, I don't know, Regis Philbin, if this is my final answer, but it's, it's my final answer for the next 10 minutes here at least. Uh, I went with Troy, and here's why. You c- couldn't avoid Troy. True. I, I think there's, you know, with, with cornerbacks, with Rod and with Mel, as great as they were, as dominant as they were, uh, you can kind of game plan to stay away from these guys. Yes. You couldn't, you couldn't avoid Troy. You can't game plan. There's never been a guy like Troy in that regard where you can't really game plan for this guy because where is he going to line up? He could be deep. He could be at the line of scrimmage. He could be on the left side. He could be on the right side. He could be dropping into coverage. He could be blitzing. He could be playing the run. You couldn't avoid Troy. You couldn't game plan around Troy. And as I sit here right now at, at 109 on Tuesday, June 23rd, Motsi, that's what I'm going with. <gasps> what say you? You're going with Mel again, aren't you? So this is my dilemma. Because he changed the game. He did. But no, this is my dilemma, man. If it's Mel versus Rod, that's the argument. But when we're talking about Troy, we're talking about baby Jesus. Mm-hmm. So this is the toughest name for me. In fact, I'd rather say Ty. But when it's a tiebreaker, I go for the guy that I played with. Even though when I voted on Twitter, I voted for Mel because it was kind of like spur of the moment. But now in my heart, I'm regretting it because I'm like, bro, Troy is my guy. Like, this is Troy we're talking about, man. You talk about a guy who can impact the game. You talk about crazy impact plays in crazily big games. Troy gives you all that. He has the wow. He has the humility. He has the hair. He has that inner warrior thing going <laughs> on, man. Like, yeah. So... As of right now, <laughs> at at one ten on Tuesday, June and, and I told you how quick it switched because just two minutes before the segment came on, I voted for Mel. All right, <laughs> so I literally just voted for Mel, and now I'm about to say Troy is number one. All right, so with that being said, Troy is number one. <laughs> then I got Mel, and then I have Rod. But even with that, that's still tough because, and I want to know for you how you say. You said Troy, Mel, Rod. But when we did the DB debate, you said Rod and then Mel. Mm-hmm. So how is it that Rod is better than Mel? But I think Rod is better than Mel, but I think Mel is greater than Rod. Whoa, 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 whoa. Remember, we've had this conversation no, no, I, with I, other I, guys I, no, 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 no. Like, Lev Bell is the but best no, 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 running but this back is, the this Steelers is my thing. We're had. talking about the greatness of it. Are we talking about just the four Super Bowls? Is that the only greatness thing that you're saying for, for Mel over for Mel? Ryan? No, it's the fact that he legitimately changed the game and how many guys in sport can say that. But then my argument is, look at the guys that I was playing against, man. It's a different era of athletes, man. So he had a That's tougher true. job and he had to do it longer with no That's hands on guys because of Mel. Now, what about... So I'm a little more impressed so by that. This, and I want to give credit because I, I know he's listening right now. Uh, my cousin Jared, who I've told you about yeah, before. Yeah, shout out to Jared, man. He Good coaches, dude. He yes. coaches football in, in Millbrook in, 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 uh, in Northern Virginia in, uh, in Winchester. Big fan of the show. Big fan of yours. You know, 
He's got a, a JMU story for you. You know about Ooh. how in high school he was being recruited by JMU, oh, yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. won the national championship, <laughs> and then they left him hanging. But so you and my cousin Jared could have been JMU, <laughs> JMU like Duke it. brethren. I talked to him on the phone this morning, and he made a good point in this regard, or just an interesting thing to debate. And let's start with those two guys, Rod and Mel. Yes. Who met more? Did Mel mean more to the 70s Steelers defense? Or did or did Rod mean more to the 90s Steelers defense? Rod, without a doubt, meant more. I think so. It's not even close. You look I at the so. 90s defenses with Rod, and you look at who Mel was playing with, man. Like, I mean, no, no, no we're not about the the, the – to look at that the defense that Rod was on and just act like they were trash because that no. isn't the case, not at all. I Kevin mean, Green. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not about to be blasphemous now. Yeah. We're not doing that. <laughs> but I'm just saying, top to bottom, though, the defense that Mel played with were a lot more stacked. And I think that was reflected, too, with the team success. You, you see the amount of Super Bowls and the type of runs they were able to go on. They had multiple guys on those defenses win Defensive Player of the Year. I think that is a true testament to just how stacked those defenses were. But by no means am I saying that, yeah, when Rod was playing in the 90s, <laughs> that they weren't stacked. They didn't have no elite defense because, come on, let's be real. They got some dogs. So, But you would give Rod the but edge I give over Rod, Mel. Rod was without a doubt more impactful on those Steeler defenses. Now, I mean, I think a debate could be had that during both of their eras where they viewed as the best defender on that defense, because I think with, with mm. Mel, that's very debatable sure. depending on the names you want to name. Green well, and Lambert. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's kind of my thought process with that. Like, was was Mel ever the, like, clear-cut mm. guy? Mm. Probably not. And, and, and whereas with Rod. He was. I believe he was. You could argue those three years that Kevin, with, with Green, Kevin was Green was here, right. but that, Rod had much more than three years absolutely. of, of domination. So, so for me, that's why I kind of lean, mm. and, and I'm like, it's not as easy for me to just say that Mel is over Rod in that regard. Which still, to me, gets me, like, that's what threw me off when you're like, no, you're right. From a greatness standpoint, I'm like, man, it's not. I mean, because if we're just looking at just personal accolades, outside of the Super Bowls, Rod has that. Rod has, yeah. When we talk about athletic ability, we we know the more physical guy would be Mel, but and that's more so because it's the stature the that he played, played with and the era yeah. of the game, right? But you're not going to tell me that Rod wasn't a better athlete either. He was. So certainly. for me, like when we're That's talking why he about, he was still playing at a high right. level in his late thirties. Absolutely. So yeah. when we're talking about a guy who had versatility that could start for what? When he start? Well, let me see how many years this was. Ten, ten or yeah, ten years at corner and then move to the last to free safety for the last five. Like for me, that that says a lot. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I could just say that Mel is greater than Rod. But for me, like I said, hmm. the only reason why I have Mel ranked higher is because of the whole rule change element of it. But we can de- I can debate that down just for the simple sure. fact that Rod had to do it without putting hands on people for five yards because of Mel Blunt. So, and, and how effective would Mel Blunt have? I mean, now granted, he was still effective. He was oh, still killing. Now, see, now that's a good point too. But I want Troy. Troy and Rod could have played in Mel's era. Absolutely, could Mel have played in they, Troy's that's, era, and that's that's mm. the conversation to have mm. because we both know we know we know for a fact Rod and Troy will hit you. We man, Troy will hit you, me, and his cousin. <laughs> and he don't your care. Mama. He don't care. All right, it's either get down or get laid down when the choice on the field. All right, if you don't get him down in the first second, you better get out of the way. Somebody get knocked out. We know that. Could Mel have played in this era though? Where you not where you're not mm-hmm. touching these guys like that. Where right. you are gonna have to be able to move a lot more. I mean, I think to me, this era, I'm like I'm thinking of bigger body corners. I think of like a Richard Sherman where it's still very scheme oriented for him. He's not just man to man shit. Correct. Because down. like just 
the the body that he plays with, he, he can't you physically use his do height that. to an advantage at different right, his, levels. Right, his height, his length. Yep. You know what I mean? So that's why he's very limited in terms of the 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 courage that they use him in. Whereas a guy like Darrell Revis, who was more of the body build of a Rod Woodson, you could see how he was able to line up anywhere and straight just man guys and things like that. So I think that kind of plays into it as well when we're talking about could Mel play in today's generation. And, and, and it's always hard when we have these debates because of the different eras. I mean, with some of the guys where they're playing the same eras or similar eras, like Rod and Short are similar eras, it's, it's different. Right. Whereas and, when and we're talking about Mel, it, it was – I mean, and you, I'm in my late 20s. You were in your early 30s. We weren't, you know, sitting right, right. there watching Mel Blunt play. Correct. Very true. Very true. We watch Rod. We, we know right. for a fat and, Rod. Right. And so it's – it's just there are no wrong answers. I want to be very clear and, and it's in all funny, this. I said Mel there too, but I'm debating every every point is for right, Rod. Right. That's just how it's it's just, we're living in right now, man. Just, that's good on it, and that's how, like yeah. I said, you know that we're doing this honestly and organically. We're not coming in here with the Skip Bayless. You know, all right, you take yeah. this side and I'll take that side. Even, even when it doesn't make sense, just keep going with it. Like, <laughs> right. No. <laughs> so we got some more questions to get to here as it relates to this, right? So we, I think we both agreed that Rod meant more to the '90s defense than Mel meant. to So his now I feel like I need defense. to move Rod up. To too. But I voted for Mel, but I said who, Troy. You see how crazy who, this is right now? Who meant more, though, to their defense, Troy or Rod? Ooh, Ooh. and someone on Twitter Ooh. made a really good point about a Mount Rushmore and where mm-hmm. these guys would fit in. So mm. we'll get to all of that as well as embrace this. Uh, you know, we know I, I got to put Mozi in his spot about his prime time takes. All hey, right. Man, you guys know it. Care. You guys know it. I and don't care. Again, we will uh, we will look at the results of that Twitter poll, Mozi. We got well over 200 votes already. Keep, <laughs> keep, keep those uh, keep those tweets coming. Go vote on that Twitter poll. And we're going to have some fun here in the last 40 minutes of the show. So stick with us. You're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. We are having some fun today. Uh-oh, we got the Twitter on fire. Arthur Motes, we got close to 300 votes on this poll. You got to love it, Already. man. Shout out to the Power Grid, In man. 20 minutes here, close Shout to, to the power 300 grid. votes on this poll. Palomalu, 57%. Mel Blunt, 26%, and Rod Woodson, 17%. I like it. Uh, and that's about what I expected. Um, a lot of guys in the, you know, a lot of people in the replies, Patrick Kelly saying Mel got a rule named after him and still dominated after. Lucas says, man, this is genuinely so tough. I wanted to say Mel, but Troy was just different and had the liberty to do whatever he wanted on the mm-hmm. defense and made it work. Uh, Mike here says Mel was better than Troy. Sorry for the younger crowd. Better in coverage and just as physical. Rod Woodson, not as physical, but just in good in coverage. So I go Mel one, Rod two, and Troy three. A lot of people replying. Corey and Ike saying this is so hard to decide. This is a tough question. Dude, it's tough. Antonio says uh, love all three, but uh, Blunt for me may very well be the best defensive back in NFL history. Again, if you want to find that poll, it's on the Steelers Nation radio account. You can also tweet us at Wesley Euler at the body 52. The body. Motsi got an interesting tweet here from Jared who says, of all these guys, Troy is the only one on the Steelers Mount Rushmore. That's all I got to say about that. Mm. And I think he's right because 
Mean Joe is 100%. He's without a debate. All right. Are you I think going Lam- Ben? I think Lambert without a debate. Okay. Are you going Ben or Bradshaw? And then I think I'm going Ben and Troy. I think I am. No Bradshaw. That. <laughs> Can you have 75% no. of the Mount Rushmore, though, be guys that were all on the same team together? I mean, when you're that also, dominant, also, come on, man. What are we talking about, about here? How about what are we talking about here? I guess we could say it's different if we're talking just players, but if we're doing a Steelers Mount Rushmore, Chuck Knowles on that thing. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, actually, you know what? As we're as I'm thinking about this right now, it, it's it's mean Joe Green one. We know Joe Green is up there. We know that. And then after him, in any order, you can give me Chuck Knoll, you can give me Jack Lambert, and you can there. give me Troy Polamalu. No Ben. No Ben, no Bradshaw. They can fight it out for fifth place. Is that? I mean, that's debatable. It is. No, you're you're. It's, it's Gosh. So debatable. But I have to have some type of res- representation from the 2000s team. I have to. Why? Because they won two Super Bowls. They had some of the best defenses in in the modern NFL that we've ever seen. They've got hall not as many as the 70s guys, but they've got Hall of Famers on top of Hall of Famers too. The 70s were different, bro. They were, but I, I don't think you can talk about a franchise that's had the success like the Steelers have and okay. just represent one era. I'm just simply saying, man, if if the new era isn't... Maybe this will be a conversation for next week, the, <laughs> yeah. the Mount Rushmore conversation. So you're going... You're going... Uh, I don't know what I'm going. Because you threw, for sure. you threw Chuck Noll up there. I, I, I was like, do coaches make the list? Are coaches not allowed on the Rushmore? Because that gives me my spots that I need. Embrace debate, baby. <laughs> if a coach is on the list, that, that throws my list off now. Because for, for what... Hey, it's not debatable to me. Joe Green and Lambert are on this. Period. Yes, oh, they're, those they're two up there. without a doubt. Like no question. The most important player. In, in fact, Joe Green, the first face you see. No, Joe Green is first on the yeah, Mount yeah, Rushmore. He has, no he has, he's prime that. time, prime vision. And then you can yeah. start debating afterwards. Right. But I'm with you that I think Lambert is also a slam dunk no-brainer yes. because while Joe Green is the most important stealer of all time, uh-huh. Lambert's the most recognizable stealer yes, of all time, without a doubt. And I think, dude, I would I say, mean, Tro- I'd say Troy's. I'd say Troy's third behind those two, just in terms oh, of from from an iconic yes. standpoint, brand recognition, name recognition. Without a doubt, Troy definitely fits the bill in that regard. But then you're right, man. Mm. I feel like you do gotta have Chuck Noel up there, but right. But we but we could we could say how no Pittsburgh. Coaches, but wait players. a minute, how Pittsburgh of that would would it be though to have just straight defense and a coach up there? Because you know in Pittsburgh, man, defense is like God here, man. Like, right? It's a different level of respect here on defense. That's like, true. Where, where, whereas other places, you're not getting no love like that on defense. It's only offensive players. And honestly, we could we could do a. Uh, I mean, we've been so spoiled as Steelers fans. We could do a defensive Mount Rushmore. We could do an offensive Mount Rushmore, yeah. and we could do a non-players Mount Rushmore. Yeah. That has Noel and has Mr. Rooney. And has oh man that one would be difficult. Coach T got to be up there to me. That's it's tough though, bro. Bill Nunn. A lot of people would argue yeah. Bill Nunn has to be up there. It's tough. Kevin Colbert, Coach T, Bill Cowher. It's tough. I mean, it's tough. see, we might have found our topics going forward next I week, bro. <laughs> Buffy chimes in here on Twitter and says, "Are you trying to kill me with these questions?" Jeez, that's tough. I'm really so here thinking to myself like, man. <laughs> we have over 300 votes now. Troy still 57%, Mel 25%, Rod 18%. Now, now I will say this in terms of the Troy versus Mel for the social media. A lot of the generation that's on social media was a part of the Troy era. Oh, 100%. So that does have an impact. We talked about like the guys we were able to watch our our perspective of them 
is drastically different. Whereas if we grew up watching Mel, we might have a difference of opinion just because we were able to, to witness and grow a, a certain level of love and a, a connection to some of these big time yeah. moments. Yeah. So I think that does play into this. What about two? Uh, Jason makes an interesting point here. How does Dick LeBlow, how would he factor oh, into the, man. if we're doing the non-players? He's on the Mount Rushmore. If we're doing the non-players Mount Rushmore. LeBlow is on that Rushmore. <sighs> Without a doubt, he's on that Rushmore. Motsi, next week we're doing, it's Mount Rushmore week, and we're going to get to Thrash's question of who's your all-time AFC North starting 22. That's oh, next man. week. That's next week on the program, baby. That's tough, too. Because <laughs> you said AFC North, not, not still, it's just AFC North. Right. And AFC North Ooh. era. So that cuts off yeah. a lot of these 70s and 80s and 90s. It's, you know, because I think it was, what, late 90s when they did yeah. the, the realignment? Yeah, that's tough. That is tough. I still want to know who's on your Mount Rushmore. I put myself out there. You didn't. All right. I, you know, I, I embraced the bait. I mean, you, you didn't tell me which one you went with. Did you go with the, the, the coaches well, included or the non-coaches one? Which one are you going with? Just go with just, just – Anybody included on it. We'll go anybody included. See, now that I'm thinking if we're doing anybody included, right, I was very confident about Mean Joe, Lambert, Chuck Knoll, and Troy Palomalu. Okay. But, bro, Mr. Rooney's got to be on there, right? I feel like that's a cheat code, though, because it's You're t- also kind of right, too. Yeah, like, I mean, you can't be on that. This is your right. team, man. That's true, actually. Like, yeah. if, if you own the business, you can't be employee yeah, of the yeah, month. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no, I don't want to hear that. No. You're not an employee. No. You're the owner. You're the owner. It's different. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> if we're saying everybody except for the Rooney family. <laughs> Go put Mr. Rooney. Man, hey, you got employee of the month this month. Hey, guess what? Next month, you're employee of the month again. <laughs> like, nah, man, I'm that's going, not how this I'm works, going man. Joe, I'm going Lambert, I'm going Chuck Knoll, and I'm going Troy Palomalu. Sue me. The lit one, Rebecca says, man, Myron Cope's got to be in this conversation. Oh, man. All right. Oh. Jeez. All right, get ready. Next week oh, is man. next week's Mount Rushmore week on the program. We're just going to get oh, super cliched sports radio Jeez. up in here because what else do we have? Arthur Motes, what we do have is a ton of people who have chimed in on the Deion Sanders Rod Woodson debate. All right. So, I said it. Yeah, I said it. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take our last break here a few minutes early so we can yeah, have some I extra said minutes it. for all of us and for me to put Motsi in his place on the other side. All right. So keep those tweets rolling in. At Wes Euler, at the body fifty two. The body. Hey, speak now or forever hold your peace. Yeah. Because defensive back day yeah. after today, we've settled this once and for all. So get those tweets in now. We'll wrap up the other show with whew, some spirited debate, I think. Whew, things will get electric inside this factory. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. All right, before Motes and I scream at each other for being idiots, let's, uh, let's update this poll one last time. On Steelers Nation Radio, Motsi, 350-plus votes so far. Here's where we're at. Troy Polamalu, 58.3%. Mel Blunt, 24.8%. And Rod Woodson, 16.9%. You're right. I mean, the, the social media generation oh, definitely yeah. had their say on there. But it's been a fun debate. I tell you what, 
this has been my favorite of these debate days. We've had, and I've had fun every day. Oh, yeah, but this has been the absolutely. best one. And I think it's going to continue right now, Moti. All right. Before we get into that, real quick here, because we got like 20 tweets today, and like 19 of them are about, about Rod Woodson and, uh, and Deion Sanders. Uh, real quick, we did get a question um, here. Has there ever been another safety that could make plays at every level of the defense like Troy? I'm honestly blanking. Ed Reed was an amazing ball hawk, but he wasn't making the plays at the line of scrimmage or behind the line of scrimmage. That's what I said in the beginning, right? Is that yeah, I, I don't think, mean this is disrespectful, but I think we will see other safeties like Ed Reed in our lifetime. I don't know if we'll see many like Troy. Yeah, I think when you talk about guys that are similar to Ed Reed, you look at a Derwin James, you look at a yeah. um, even a Minka. But I think Jamal Adams is probably the closest right now to that Troy type of play style. When you're talking about blitzing, you're talking about coverage, you're talking about run support, you're talking about interceptions and all those things. But Still, it's not even close. I mean, Troy's impact and the defense that he played on, I think all of that factors into why we probably would never see another guy that played the game like Troy played it. All right, let's get into it, Motsi. The the side debate on today's show that we didn't think would happen, but we're mm-hmm. having a lot of fun with it. Who's the better defensive back? Rod Woodson or Dion Primetime Sanders? I'll uh, go first, man. All right, you go ahead. Let's 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 speak our piece quickly. Yes, and then, and then we'll get to the and then tweets. we'll get to the tweets. So for me, I think it really depends on what you're looking for. If my defense is stacked with, you know, or, or not even stacked, they're just competent at the other ten positions. Yeah, y'all do the tackling. Give me Dion because he's gonna white out anybody that you put out there at receiver. It doesn't matter. You talk about the greatest of the greatest. He's played up against them and he's held his own. In fact, he he's won his fair share without a doubt. But you if you're on a defense that, you know, we, we got some holes, we're gonna need a guy who can who can wear multiple hats, you're gonna need to be able to hold a slack in other spots, give me Rod, because we know with Rod, he he is a physical tackler. He does bring that to the game. He can move back and play safety. But if we're just talking about, man, I need my corners to cover, it's to me it's not close. I'm going pro. Yeah, but see, Arthur Motes, this is where you and I, you know, these are the mm-hmm. duality of man, the differences Absolutely. that make us great. Uh-huh. I don't need my corners to just cover, all right? Well, what type of defense are you playing on I then? Want, I want my corners to do more than just cover. I don't. Corners get paid to cover. Linebackers get paid to tackle. Rushes get paid to rush. It's pretty simple, man. Hey. It's, pre- it's that simple. Hey, you know what? You can, you can say like that. I don't discriminate listen, listen. personally. You, you, you I don't let my corners you, do more than one listen, thing. I don't you, like the pigeonhole you, my corners. You, you, you know what they call corners that tackle? Safeties. Go play safety. Most the individual accolades for both of these guys are, are it's like the, identical. I mean, almost it's crazy, identical. Yeah. yeah, you look at the all pros, <laughs> you look at the I mean, both have won a singular defensive player yeah. of the year award. That, it was back to back years. Say, yeah. back-to-back years I think, Rod got too, it in ninety three, then prime in ninety four. Yep. Yeah. Um eight time Pro Bowl, six time all pro for Dion, eleven mm-hmm. Pro Bowl, six time all pro for Rod Woodson. Rod Woodson obviously with the longer career was uh, oh, yeah, substantially longer. He what, played, what? seventeen years as opposed to what eleven years? Yeah. Was it eleven for Dion and or twelve uh, for Dion? Let's see, Woodson had two hundred and thirty eight games compared to Prime's one hundred and eighty eight games. Here's the big thing for me though, Motsi. Mm-hmm. Let's hear it. Outside of tackling, are, I, it's nothing else. We are, you know, we are. This is these type of conversations, uh-huh. as we've said last week and this Let's week. Hear it. The splitting hairs of all splitting hairs conversations, uh-huh. right? Uh huh. Like our buddy TC says, your here only on argument Twitter, is tackling, bro. <laughs> Rod Woodson could play in any era. Deion Sanders absolutely could not. That's debatable because well, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, in those eras, they still threw the ball. 
And we know for a fact Prime is going to get interceptions. Prime is going to lock down whoever you put out there. So, to me, I, I still don't buy that. Hmm. Cor- corners cover. We talked about how you, you, you said, man, how many picks did Mel have? We talked about that, right? So, they throwing the ball. And, and, and for me, hot take here, if Mel had 57 picks, hey, man, I believe that, you know, Dion would have had a lot more. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. Whatever generation you want to put in it. And he, he, listen, he won't tackle it in the 90s. He ain't going to tackle in the 70s. He ain't going to tackle in this generation. But the fact is, if you're not tackling and you still are viewed as the best, or in this case, arguably the best, what does that say about how elite your game was? Because let's be real. If we talked about Rod and said, man, Rod don't tackle, boy. He don't, he don't, he don't, he don't want no physicality. Are we really going to sit here and have that same type of mentality, that same type of reverence for him? I think that changes a lot. One of the things that Rod really has going for him is, man, he was physical. He he would hit you too. He could play safety and he hit was, there. He was a Pittsburgh yeah, that blue collar. Bring your lunch pail. Absolutely. Yeah. But it, it was everything he did that put him up there with Prime. Whereas Prime said, no. I'm going to do this one I thing. I do one thing the best you've ever seen. Oh, and when I got the ball in my hands, I'm electric. So just for the record, Arthur Motes thinks that James Harden is the best basketball player of all time because he does that one thing better than anybody else we've ever seen. Time out. Whoa, what, what, <laughs> what, what, what is the one thing he does better, though? Score. He doesn't do that better than LeBron. James LeBron? Harden? No, not at all. Who averages more points per game? Does LeBron really? Well, I mean, well, you no, could no, be no, right. No, I'm not no, sure. No, no, no. This is my thing. I already told you. I'm not worried about the numbers because technically if we go by just the numbers – we tell you all the time. Numbers ain't gonna tell you the whole story. Mm. When we talk you about efficiency, when we talk about men lie, women lie, numbers don't. I've also heard that too. Yeah. I'm just saying. Well, because well, if that's the case, then we'll say Eli Man is the better quarterback than Ben Roethlisberger because he has the numbers. Oh man, he has the Super Bowls and the Super Bowl MVPs. Oh, so for that crowd, you you tell me, you tell me. But when I break down the efficiency of those scoring numbers and things like that, I know for a fact LeBron is highly more efficient and highly more effective with his scoring compared to a James Harden. So that is, in fact, false. Yeah, just, I'm just, points per game. You know what I'm saying? Numbers don't lie? Yeah. Numbers don't lie? I mean, AI, 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 it was times AI would score 30 in a game and take 60 shots. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, baby. You know, our, uh, yeah, hey. what I'm hearing here is hey. Arthur Motes. Give me efficiency. Give me somebody to Arthur dominate, Motes man. Arthur Motes wants Rodman over Tim Duncan because Rodman's such a good rebounder. He does that one thing so well. Hey, who? Hey. Now, you, you, now, you could just, debate who the better now, player was now. We could, oh, we could, we could, Rodman or Tim Duncan? I bet Rodman would have locked him up. Oh, now, see, that's ooh, oh, 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 oh. Now, now it's a oh, oh, oh. Now we oh, oh, oh. No, now it's a oh, oh, oh. Okay. Okay. Can we do a, a NBA okay. Nation radio? <laughs> okay. For right. a fact, Rob would like to go. We could go there. Let's get to some of these tweets. My <laughs> my best friend and my family member Jared is on your side. He says Arthur Motes, don't listen to Wes and these other haters. Prime time, and it wasn't even close. Exactly. Say that again. I I, you, I ain't hear that tweet. You, Say, you, read that you, one you more Vir- time. You Virginia, you Virginia people must be conspiring together. Nah, man. You know, those of you we, who we, grew we, up we just the we're, we're, we're able to take off the black and gold glasses. Mm. That's all. You know man. what it is too. Rod Woodson's a guy from the north. He's from uh-huh. Indiana. Yeah. And, and Prime's Prime from the south. Baby. That's, Absolutely. Why, that's what you Virginia guys. Well, well, hey, 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 let's be real. Let's be real about it. Let's be real about it. It's a Mason-Dixon line thing P- here. Pittsburgh it? people, y'all want everything oh. to be hard-nosed, blue-collar, yep. not flashlights yep. and glimmers. Yep. Get, give me the Lambo. Get, give me the, I'm going to pull up to the to the combine in the limo. I'm going to run my 40. I'm hopping back in the car and I'm out. Give me that. That's we what I want. Because, you know, like Joseph yeah. said, you, you Cowboys, you know, the, your Cowboys fandom shining through today. That's fine, man. That's fine. Yeah, if Prime was from uh, Ohio, you know, mm-hmm. Motes would be singing a different tune. Well, well, if he was from Ohio, he'd probably be a lot more humble. Put it like that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
He from the Sunshine I don't State. Know, though. Ohio, he, you'd think Ohio was like some great, crazy place to live. The way that <laughs> people talk about it. Um, all right, so let's let's get into it here. Uh, I said this earlier. TC said Dion absolutely yeah. could not play in the seventies. You've agreed to disagree. Yes, indeed. On that one, uh, third coast steal. Wait, third coast stealer. Whoa, what's all the right. third coast? I mean, there's the West Coast and the East Coast. South Coast? North, South? North Coast? Third Coast Steeler. Tell us what the Third Coast is. Yeah, that's different. He says know. from 88 to 94, Rod Woodson was considered the best. And here's proof. Uh-huh, let's hear Rod made the NFL's uh-huh. all 75th team. Okay. Prime didn't. Hey, we can Ooh. go down this list of which Ooh. team you want to put them on, which generation you want to put them on. It's not even close. It's prime. Oh, now see, Moats, I'm saying it's close. Moats is saying it's not even close. It's not close. Direct all angry tweets to at TheBody52. This is my thing, man. If we're talking about an all-around player, without a doubt, Rod is a great all-around player. You talk about a guy who can play corner. Talk about a guy who can play safety. Talk about a guy who can return kicks. He does all those things. Dion was pretty good at returning kicks, too. Oh, oh, well, we ain't even going there yet because, to me, it's not close there either. Oh, well, I don't think it's close there. But but people want to make the argument. They'll pull up the numbers. Well, look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. I'll give you this, too. Dion was the better baseball player. Oh, it's not even close here either. That's all I'm saying, okay? <laughs> Thrash says, I don't know if it's coincident or not, but Motsi brings twice the energy after a day off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rested. <laughs> the lit one, Rebecca. Hey. Lit, lit, lit. She remembers the days of Ike Taylor always saying he couldn't catch a cold. Bro, it's serious. I've, like, I've never seen a guy really just not be Ooh. able to catch. This is bad. Now, see, this is the last one we got here on this this Rod uh, Dion debate. Mm-hmm. And TC, he's coming right for your soul here. Okay, He says, I can't believe a strong, tough, physical mm-hmm. defender like uh-huh. Arthur Motes uh-huh. would actually bring up Dion when Dion would shy away from hitting Wes. <laughs> my corners I want to cover. <laughs> I already told you. I want my corners to cover. You, I'm not paying you to tackle people. I'm paying you to cover. TC, my linebackers TC, are paid to hit. That's my favorite tweet we've yeah. done in a long time. Listen, man, my linebackers are paid to tackle. It's that simple. That's their job. If if you're not, ta- if, if my corners are the ones getting all the action, where where are my contained guys? Where are my outside linebackers? What are my DNs doing? If they can scheme it where you're not being in the action, that's an issue. The lit one also adds, "I'm not wrong." In Rod, we trust. The answer is number twenty-six. And how can you argue against the lit one, Mosey? Hey, man, like I said, in Pittsburgh, without a doubt, the black and gold, I expect this. I wish we had access to the NFL's Twitter account. Put it on theirs. Ooh. <laughs> Drastically different. That's all I'm saying. Ooh. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, Big Earn says Mel Blunt and Troy Polamalu were both outstanding, as was Deion Sanders. But Rod Woodson, man, he could do it all. Best all-around corner what, I have ever thing, witnessed. Like, it depends on what Rod, you want. Rod is so all around. Like that's what I say. If I'm playing on, a, if it's a defense that has holes, I don't have a dog at linebacker. I don't have a guy who can set the edge consistently. I know it's gonna be some broken plays. Give me Rod. He he could do it all. Mm-hmm. I need a guy that can attack. I need a guy that can cover. I need a guy that can play safety. I need a guy that can do all these things. But if my defense is competent, if my edge can hold the edge, if my linebackers can tackle. You want the Revis Island? I, absolutely. Take this guy you, out you know of the game. how easy it is to play on a defense when we can say, hey. Us 10 guys are going to play our own separate call over here. He's just taking this guy out the game. You know how much of a man? Oh, I wish I played with a corner that was like that. <laughs> I wish. Where they could just say, hey, the rest of y'all play in zone. We're going to play cover three. We're going to play we're, 10 we're, on 10 against You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know how easy that is? 
And that's what, dude, yeah. Revis did that better than anybody, at least I've seen in my, you Except know. Prime. He got it well, from that's that's still too for me. I was nine, ten years old. Okay, it's hard for me enough, to really. I was watching the. You know, I've told enough. you this story. The first sporting event I ever really remember watching was the '95 Super Bowl, right. and I've told you that's the only time I ever saw my grandpa cry was when yes. the Steelers lost that Super Bowl. Yes, indeed, man. Um, Third Coast chimes back in. The Third Coast is Texas. We Ooh, should we should have known. Okay, and we I was thinking known. something like South. I wasn't sure. Southern I like that. Something, yeah. yeah that's it, tight. That's it tight. It had to be. Well, welcome to the shit. It's the first time I think Third yeah, Coast Steelers yeah. ever tweeted us. Welcome to the show, baby. Welcome to the party, baby. Power grid, baby. Let ride. <laughs> I think we've I think we've exhausted it all here, Arthur Motes. Is there anything else that we Man, forgot that to fun. add or forgot? To, I know today was a good that was day. Fun. And, and we didn't even plan to have this Dion versus no. Rod. That started because of you. That's why we love it. That started because of you. When you dropped that, he mm-hmm. was the best with his time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that, and then the whole thing started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said what I said. You ain't mean it, though. I said what I said. Because you even went back on it. No, I'm still going with Rod. What do you mean you went went back on it? You going with Rod now, but during the debate, when I brought Dion up and we talked about it, he was like, yeah, you're right. Well, now all of a sudden it's now. You're the, right that it was unfair to say that Rod was unanimous the best at correct. his position. So what are we saying then? I'm still saying Rod's better, but it's fair for you to point out that it wasn't as obvious as I as I tried to allude to. Is it fair to say that maybe it's similar to the Ed Reed Troy Polamalu debate? Absolutely, like it, just depends it is. On what it, you, yeah. it depends. on Troy's the more all-around, yeah. what do you well, want? Better rounded. What but do if you, you want? want? The ball hawk. Because a lot of know, people outside of Pittsburgh, guy. they want Reed because yeah. they're like, bro, what well, he can do covering and all that element. For me, when I talk corners, listen, you you could have a thousand tackles at corner. I want a guy that gets picks. I want a guy that shuts down receivers. I want a guy that hey, we don't even look to that side of the field. This, that's, just, that's how I feel. This is a good one. Larry tweets. It's like you guys are like asking me to pick my favorite child. <laughs> <laughs> it really is tough, though. Oh. Golly, it's tough, man. It was fun show today, Motes. Uh, for anybody that might have missed parts of it or you just joined us late, if you want to catch the full show, you want to catch demand, the full nonsense of them talking about Rod better than Prime. You know what's funny is I know one of these days at training camp or OTAs or mini camp or something, Motes and I are going to be there, and Rod's right. going to be around. But no, well, this is the thing. Rod, Rod's my guy, though. I Rod, told you. You this, know what this guy's saying? Listen, I already told you, like, it, it always, when we have these type of debates, it's different for me because I have a personal relationship with sure, Rod. Sure, I don't have a personal relationship with Prime. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm it's Prime, though. But for me, it's like, man, like, it's, but, the, I mean, we could really go down this debate of, <laughs> All right, I know this guy. He's a Steeler legend, but, but. this guy here, <laughs> like, we can do that. I don't want to like do me, it personally. You know, I know this guy, Arthur Most. <laughs> he's a Steelers legend, but I think I'd take TJ Watt over. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, we we can really, you know that. what I mean? I don't want to go down that route with this thing, man. You know what route we're going to go down tomorrow, Motsi, which is going to be fun, too? Uh-oh. Let's transition, right? Because our last two days, yeah. Friday we did linebackers. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, and you were you were off on Monday. Today yeah. we did safety. So it's been back-to-back defensive days. So what do you say we go to the other side of the football and talk offensive linemen Ooh, tomorrow? Ooh, got to get a big fan of some I'm, love. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to go at least 10 deep on this list. You got to. Because there's going to be some Hall to. of what Famers. What are we talking about, man? Some future Hall of Famers, some all pros. I'm, I'm just, it's going to be very interesting to hear. Your full list, though, and where you have some of these, because we're going to have a lot of similar guys without a doubt. But just hearing where you rank certain oh, guys, man. I think is going to dictate T-C's a lot. TC's coming at you. He says by Mozi's logic of paying his cornerbacks to cover and not hit. He is he okay with his running backs just catching the ball and not running? <laughs> but see, that's the difference. Oh. That's like 
if it's a running people, back, you got no, 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 fired up, no, 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 but this is the thing. Running backs, they get paid to do what? Run. So I don't care if you're blocking. I don't care if you're catching See, passes I out do. the backfield. You better I don't. be able to protect my quarterback. I don't. No, no, because I'm going to have another back then come in to do the blocking stuff. What's, well, yeah, what's the point of a fullback? I want the left bell who can do all three. I want a guy that's a straight animal. Give me AP. Mm. Who AP blocking? Who's What pass is AP catching? But well, if we see catch, how you know what that's a good question. Yeah. How is Adrian Peterson as a pass protector? Average at best. Average at best. Yeah, I know but, but, he's not a good. Yeah, he's uh, not a he's good not pass a good blocker. Ball out yeah, of he doesn't field. catch. But when we talk about who's the better running back, AP or L. Bell, it's not even close. AP. When we talk about all time running backs, AP is in that discussion because he is great at what he does. He is a running back. Mm. That's like me saying, "Hey, give me, give mm. me Hines, give me Hines over Randy Moss because Hines blocks better." No, who I want a receiver who can catch the ball and score a touchdown and take the top off the defense. Give me Moss. Who do you want at their at their prime in their prime? Uh, AP or Zeke? I'm still going AP. Yeah, I'm still going AP. Close though. Yeah, definitely close. Yeah. Definitely close. Interesting. But I think that goes back to the argument of a rod versus a prime. Zeke is way more well-rounded. Zeke can block, he can catch, he can depends, run. Right. It depends, too, I think, a lot on the offensive lines that you have, yes, too. Yes, very like true. Like, Minnesota's offensive line was built well for Adrian Peterson yes. to run the ball. Absolutely. Dallas's offensive line allows Zeke to wear, Do some the, wear a lot stuff. of different hats. Yes, absolutely. Which is why these debates are fun, because there is no perfect yes. answer. It just there depends isn't. on what scope you there look isn't. at. There isn't. But I really want to know, like, hey, hey, do you want a guy who, hey, he's a wide receiver, but he blocks or do you want the guy who's wide receiver and he goes and catches every pass and he takes tops off of every defense and he does all that stuff? For me, if you're a wide right receiver, <laughs> in an ideal world, sure. Which is why we're taking Troy sure. over all these but, guys. But, but, but if we're talking, hey, I want a wide receiver, give me Randy Moss. Because he is going to be the best at that one thing. That is something that you and I agree on, yeah. right? Moss is the greatest wide receiver ever. Absolutely. With all due respect to Jay, right? Absolutely. But people are sitting here and debate about Hans Ward because, oh, Hans could block. Hans could do this and that and that. Okay, that's fine. But he's, I want the best at that position, the best at wide receiver, not the most all-around at that position, the best at that position. That's all I'm saying, If baby. you missed the full debates today, on demand, wherever you get your podcast, you can listen to the whole show commercial-free. Steelers Blitz, wherever you get your podcast, that's Blitz with a Z. Last word here from Jason Motsi. I blame you for this too, man. He said... See, you say blame. I say give credit. I mean, you know, I'm. you want to blame me, I'll take, because I'll take you, the credit. Because you got me up here having to go with some of my stealer people, my stealer brethren. Oh, you got yeah. me up here going this against guy, the power grid. This guy made me say Golly. bad things about Jay, Jerome Bettis the other day, but now I got you in a, in a pickle. It's different. Last word here. Jason says, I'm going to buy you guys Rock'em Sock'em Robots, and you can have trial by combat to decide all the Moats and West disagreements. <laughs> I love it. Guys, it was a lot of fun today. Thanks for your participation. I know I say this every week, but seriously, it again, without your participation today, we would have never really gotten into this Deion Sanders, Rod yeah. Woodson thing. It would have just been something that Moats mentioned, and then we would have let it go. Yes, very true. So, so we really do appreciate that. Keep that coming the rest of the week. Again, tomorrow, it's Offensive Lineman Day Looking forward on the to program. It. All the offensive linemen, centers, guards, tackles, we're putting them all together, and it's going to be an interesting debate. So come back with us tomorrow. You know the time. High noon, and you always know where you can find us on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steeler Nation Radio.